0: You may be seated. If you have a need, you just simply call on the name of Jesus. He's as close to you as the mention of his name. Praise God. In a piece from Psychology Today, Nicole McNichols writes, let's be honest. The past 18 months, now we're into up to two years, have not invited a lot of touch, quarantined at home and isolated from friends, many people have felt a lack of connection, both emotionally as well as physically. Hugs and handshaking happen much less frequently now. And although the world, at point, seems like it's returning to normal, the rise of the Delta variant and now other variants suggests that social distancing will likely continue to define our social interactions for some time. The research demonstrating the need for human touch is vast. From a developmental standpoint, infants literally cannot survive without human touch. That skin-to-skin contact in even the first few hours after birth has been shown to help regulate newborns' temperatures and heart rate and breathing and decreases crying. Touch also increases the mother's relaxation hormones and aids in the release of oxytocin. Research has uncovered an astonishing number of poor health outcomes that results when we are deprived of touch. The correlation between anxiety, depression, and stress and touch is large and inversely related. It has been found that touch calms our nervous system, slows down our heartbeat. Human touch also lowers our blood pressure as well as cortisol, which is our stress hormone. It also triggers the release of what I mentioned, oxytocin, a a hormone known for promoting emotional bonding to others. Many people refer to oxytocin as the cuddle drug. Studies using PET scans have found that the brain quiets in response to stress when a person's hand is held. The effect is greatest when the hand is held by a loved one, but it still works even if it's a complete stranger. Even our immune system seems to be somewhat governed by touch with the finding that those who are deprived of human touch are are more likely to suffer from immune system diseases. It's ironic that during a highly contagious pandemic where our immune systems are being the most stressed, we're being deprived of something, human touch, that is so essential to its function. Unfortunately, there are so many side effects of this virus. We've all lived in this crazy world for almost two years now, but way before the virus, there has been research done for decades, for centuries concerning the power of touch. Some of you would remember uh, the Harlow's wine or wire monkey experiment back in the 50s. German King Frederick II. He had a diabolical experiment way back in the 13th century concerning touch. So many things are linked to touch. So let's talk about a disease that's mentioned several times in the word of God. Leprosy. In the Bible, the word leprosy is mentioned over 40 times, again, depending on the the Bible version, but leprosy was a common Bible term. It was common in Bible times and the many references to it were understood by those who lived in those times. And God had given the Israelites very specific instructions on how to deal with leprosy found in Leviticus 13. And anyone suspecting of having this disease had to go to the priest for examination. And if Leprosy was found in that person. Leviticus 13, 45 and 46 kind of gives the results of that. And the leper in whom the plague is, he's got to rip his clothes, bare his head, just have his hair going crazy. He shall put a covering over his lip, cover his mouth, and cry, unclean, unclean. All The days wherein the plague shall be in him. He shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. The leper was considered utterly unclean physically and spiritually. The disease incurable. Some even believe back then that God inflicted the curse of leprosy on people because of sins they had committed. Remember in the New Testament where the disciples even asked Jesus about the blind guy? Who sinned? Him or his parents. That was their thought. If you had a disability, you must have a sin in your life. So leprosy, ooh, it must be a curse of God on you. What a stigma! was on these people. In fact, those with leprosy were so despised and loathed that they weren't allowed to live in any community with their own people. Among the some 61 defilements of ancient Jewish laws, leprosy was second only after a dead body in seriousness. A leper wasn't allowed to come within six feet of any other human, sound familiar? Including his own family. The disease was considered so revolting that he couldn't come, they say, within 150 feet of anybody if the wind was even blowing. Lepers lived in a community with other lepers until they got better or they died. And to somewhat be fair, this was the only way the people knew how to contain the spread of this contagious, horrible disease, leprosy. Leprosy, a chronic progressive bacterial. It it primarily affects the nerves of the extremities, the skin, the lining of the nose, and the upper respiratory tract. Leprosy produced skin ulcers, and nerve damage, and muscle weakness. If it's not treated, it can cause severe disfigurement and significant disability. If it isn't treated, well, they can treat it now and you can, they can cure you of it now, but there was no such thing in Bible times. So the disease itself makes people weak and disfigured. Damage their bodies so badly, causing severe and significant disabilities. But then psychologically, people ran from them. Some were horrible to look at. They were outcasts. There was nothing that could be done for them and that they could do. They had to dress in tattered clothes and be messy and stay away. And if someone even come near, scream out unclean to let everybody know I'm one of those diseased. I'm one of those repulsives. I guess in maybe a small way, we sometimes, some of us felt that in that when you were quarantined where you had to tell everybody, no, don't come over, I'm in quarantine. That was played with your mind bad enough. I'm talking about a life sentence. People terrified of you, people running from you, people not wanting near you. You have to yell unclean, I'm sick. But the sickness and the toll it played on your body, then the isolation and the toll it played on your mind, having to declare how horrible of a condition you were in, and because of that, you were removed from family and removed from friends and removed from neighbors and removed from your job and removed from your house and removed from the city itself. Removed from every person. No human touch. No one would dare hug you. No one would dare even pat your back. No one would hold your hand. No one would kiss you. No one would rub your arm. Nothing. They couldn't. They wouldn't. They shouldn't. They wouldn't go near him. I don't even know how to process the feeling of hopelessness that you would encounter, the psychological damage that would transpire, the emotional despondency, the depression you could spiral out of control into. This just very well may have been the condition we find a man talked about in the gospel of Matthew because this particular man was a leper Matthew 8:1 when he Jesus came down from the mountain great multitudes followed him that seemed to at so many times to be the case teaching and preaching and ministering and feeding Jesus surrounded by mobs of people, people everywhere, excitement because of the miracles. Lives changed because of the love he was shown to them, verse 2. And behold, almost like this. Get your attention. There came a leper and worshiped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt. Thou canst make me clean. Why? Why are you even within earshot of the master? As a matter of fact, it says there was a great multitude following Jesus. Why were you near any of them? Why were you away from the place you were banished to? what were you thinking you have leprosy it's incurable it's contagious are you even considering anybody else here this Jesus he's a holy man and maybe you're stricken with the leprosy because this incurable disease because of some horrible sin in your life maybe this is your fault no matter now, we, we just don't want it. We don't want you near us. You're disfigured. You're repulsive. You are sick. You're you're smelly. You're an outcast. You don't belong. Verse three, the first little phrase. And Jesus put forth his hand. Now Jesus, (laughs) I don't wanna tell you what to do here, but do you know what you're doing? Why are you even getting close? This man's disgusting. This is gross. This is dangerous. This man can infect you. This man can cause some major damage around here and problems. Jesus, you're trying to start your ministry. The very last thing you need is for news to spread that you allow lepers at your campaigns. Nobody will ever show up. Or think about it, Jesus. What if there's an outbreak? I can't imagine what they're going to say about you then. Verse 3. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. He touched him. Was that the first time in years a warm hand touched him. You can't do that, Jesus. That, that's against protocol, Jesus. You shouldn't be doing that. A touch from someone who cared about him and not just about themselves. A gentle touch that sent a very strong message of, I love you. I care for you. It wasn't an accidental bump. It was an intentional touch. Jesus meant to. Jesus knew what he was doing. Verse 3 And saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Oh, that easy. That's simple. Jesus touched him and changed everything. There's something to be said about the power of touch, the power of another human being touching you. But today I want you to understand there is so something so supernatural that happens. When Jesus touches you. No, I'm not saying you'll feel a literal hand on you or holding yours, I don't think. But I am saying you will feel a closeness with him to the very core of your being. Not a pat on the back but a mending of the heart. Not necessarily a warm embrace, but a warmth of his love that heals years of hurts and wounds. I want you to say to Jesus like the leper did, if you will, you can make me clean if you will you can make me whole if you will you can forgive my sin if you will you can heal my heart if you will you can love me if you will you can make a difference that easy Matthew West sings a song you may have heard it on the radio it's titled the God who stays let me just read a verse and a chorus if I were you he's Matthew speaking to Jesus I'd have given up on me by now I'd have labeled me a lost cause because I feel like a lost cause if I were you, I'd have turned around and walked away. I would have labeled me beyond repair because I feel I've like come beyond repair. Oh, but somehow you don't see me like that. Somehow you're still here. The chorus says you're the God who stays. You're the God who stays. I love these phrases. You're the one who runs in my direction when the whole world walks away. You're the God who stands with wide open arms and you tell me nothing I have ever done can separate my heart from the God who stays. Our musicians and singers are coming. Jesus has come to reach For the unclean this morning. Those who have maybe self-isolated. Those who feel they're a lost cause. Those who have maybe been told you're a lost cause. Those who feel maybe they are too far gone. They're too sick. They're too broken. Too disfigured. Those who, for whatever reason, feel isolated, feel unloved, feel so dirty. Those that are broken, those that are hurting, those that are scared, those that are confused. Maybe even those disfigured by sin. Those who've been mistreated. Those who've been cast out, treated By others, you don't belong. You're not good enough. Treated so poorly. Mistreated so severely. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. Let Jesus near you this morning. You don't have to yell unclean. You can say, if thou wilt, Jesus. And I promise he will. Let Jesus touch you this morning as you stand to your feet. I'm calling to everybody. This life has bumped and bruised us. He wants to touch you and heal you and cleanse you and mend you and love you in a special way this morning these altars are open come near jesus you that know me well enough know that i believe in counseling there's a place for that there's a place for medication there's a place for consultation there's a place for all of that But I want someone who is locked up and closed off to hear me, please. In a moment, He can heal. He can heal everything. But you're going to have to come near to Him. I know you've been told no for so long, but you're going to have to come near to him. I know you felt like an outcast for so long, but you're going to have to come near to him. He's standing here with open arms. Somebody's going to get a great healing you have needed for decades, but you're going to have to open yourself up to him. Pour yourself out and be vulnerable to him. Because he sees you not how you see yourself. He sees you through love. Oh, he's calling people. He's calling people.